This is Chats Over Coffee with my yoga teacher, a podcast where a comedian talks to his yoga teacher, just in case you had no idea what you'd let yourself in for. So yeah, here comes the show. Let me just fix the spelling mistake on this post, and then I will talk to you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Where is it? There. Okay. All right. I can't leave it. Once I see it, I have to fix it. <laughs> so you must be feeling good after handing in your coursework. I'm feeling something. <laughs> <laughs> You're still coming down from it, like. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've just felt really today. No, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I had a, I had a, did a restorative class, which was quite nice. I always enjoy that. And then I went for a walk. Not a very long walk. It probably took me a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought I need to get out and have some fresh air. So I didn't even put on my coat or anything. I just walked like basically to the end of the road, looked at the crocuses and walked back. <laughs> so, spring is here. The flowers are out. Yeah, it changes upon us, I suppose. I do usually like winter and autumn is my favorite, one of my favorite times of year, really. But it is nice to finally come out of it this year. Like I, like the dark days, they really start to get to me and stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's definitely time. It's, it's time it's gone, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We've had enough. I went walking down the canal the other day. Mm. I never think of doing that. I don't know why. It's pretty close. It's nice down there. You know, there's no traffic noise, which is good. The only problem is I don't like doing a walk in a straight line and coming back on the same... You want to do a circular walk, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I've walked into town before along the canal, and that's quite nice. The only thing that I would say is um, the houseboats, they, they use, like, petrol generators. So I got stuck behind a houseboat at one point, and it just felt like I was breathing in uh, just uh, absolute yeah. horrible smog. <laughs> it was awful. In the end, I just ran a little bit to get in front of it and get it behind me. And then I stopped, you know, and started walking again. And then I noticed there was another boat ahead of me. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Gonna have to try and stay in between these two boats. <laughs> is that when you're walking at the same pace as someone in front of you, or very, very slightly quicker, and you can't get yeah. past them? It's the same thing, isn't it? except for you know they're not farting diesel in your face. So. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, I liked yesterday's class a lot. I thought it was good. Oh, I'm really glad. I don't know if you. I don't know if you stepped it up because it was just the A team again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was so random, wasn't it? We've had a few weeks in a row where it was like you know quite a few people or whatever, and then bam. Tiny little class. It just happens. It just happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you don't yeah. take it personally, but it's no, like, not at all. You, you can always rely happens. on one of. I don't. I, I don't think it's ever been a class that didn't have me or Kelly in it on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones I go to anyway. But I did enjoy yesterday's. But I did like worry at the end when I thought I thought she said bye. Because I didn't know, I thought, did we bond? I don't know if we bonded. Because like, you, you can't bond with the other people in the class very easily because you're the the focal, the fulcrum of yeah, the Yeah, I have to thing, kind of like so, pull you together. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You're gonna, yeah. So, you know, like Queen Bee or something. <laughs> so we kind of had a three-way conversation for about 30 seconds, didn't we? Yeah. And I thought that she'd said goodbye to me personally at the end of it. And I... I just went. Well, I think <laughs> she said goodbye and laughed at the same time. So, yeah, it was fine. Oh, it was right. fine. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll make another friend. That'd be good. <laughs> Two friends. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't know. Maybe I'd get on with it. I don't know. I mean, I'd like, I, I, I'm actually doing a, I'm doing some YouTube channel 
they get a comedian on to talk about an artwork. Oh, right. So I'm doing that, apparently. It's like 20 minutes long. And I haven't picked the artwork I'm going to do yet. I thought maybe I'd tell Kelly. She is. Oh, <laughs> that sounds really interesting. <laughs> she can see me talk absolutely out of my arse about like, <laughs> a completely misinterpret, you know, monk or something. So mm-hmm. I don't know. You can do any artwork you like. So you can actually, you could do a friend's piece of art. So, oh, so get okay. Kelly to send me some of her art and I'll just like... <laughs> oh, if you really wanted to, you could get in touch with her because it's all over her Instagram. Really yeah. nice. I'm sure she would be like... I'm not going to talk about her art on the thing. I think that would be really... Do you think it'd be a bit awkward? <laughs> well, I don't know because when, when I will prep for it. Like once I know what yeah. I'm doing, but I'm also going to try and have to write jokes about it that I can sort yeah. of stick in there. So I didn't want to, I wouldn't want to do that with someone that I, one, barely know and two, yeah. hasn't got the status for you that you wouldn't be punching up anyway. It doesn't yes. matter if I take the piss out of Picasso. It doesn't matter, does it? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Really, you want to think about famous, really famous artists, maybe someone who's not alive anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you libel people that are dead? Is that all right? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not. No, it sounds like I'm desperate to be friends with her now, but I'm just <laughs> like I thought that was really, really true. What she said about the the fact that you know you can you to learn through an art a degree in the arts is obviously whoever fits the brief that they're set is mm-hmm. not necessarily the one that you know thinks like an art. That sounds really pretentious. Thinks like an artist, but you know. But I knew what I knew is I knew what she meant. Yeah, if you're if all you're doing is trying to please, you'll end up not really feeling very creative. You'll just be like, oh, this is what they want, so I'll do it or whatever. And it's a different mindset. You're writing to a remit, or not writing to a remit, but you're you're yeah, you're creating to a remit, and it's different to. I mean, really, that sort of the arts should be is about connections. I quite like Tracy Emin, and I don't think that she's like just good at mm. drawing and stuff. But I think it's the fact that. You know, a lot of the stuff that she's done shows like a lot of vulnerability to her and stuff. That's that's mm-hmm. what the connection is. It's not because yeah. she's amazing at drawing a picture. Because a computer is better. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's very true. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, I hope that computers don't replace comedians one day. <laughs> Have you seen that thing? That com- it's like a it's like a bot, and you can tell it to bring back an inspirational quote. And then you can like just refresh it and it just brings back random words in a random order that it thinks might sound inspirational. I'm sure it was on something like QI or one of those big shows and it, I, I went on it for a bit and it was really quite funny because it's like it kind of sounds inspirational but then doesn't. it's not really like it's not actually saying anything. It's, that's what I think a, a robot comedian would be like. It'd be like, is that funny? I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right, yeah, a robot could draw the best picture in the world, obviously. But yeah. would it would it mean anything? I don't know, I quite I quite like art because I I I'd like to just like just, just look at it and, and and create feelings or ideas or whatever and you could go at it from a really like more like, ooh, that's really deep or you could just be like, Doesn't that look ridiculous? Who drew that? What were they thinking when they painted that? Is it a duck? Is it a bird? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I quite like it. I, I can understand, like, maybe kind of looking at it for more of a, like, maybe getting something else out of the painting by knowing more about the painter and the time period. But that doesn't necessarily mean that if someone who doesn't know all of that stuff looks at it, is, is getting something wrong. There's not really a right or wrong, really, is it? I feel like I'm talking about mediums here now. You're getting something from the painting. <laughs> I'm getting something. <laughs> Someone's coming through. Hold on. <laughs> I'm getting postmodernist tones. <laughs> 
getting on we yeah, yeah. Right. i'm not really good at art so um, <laughs> so maybe i shouldn't be allowed to talk about it i don't know but <laughs> well i can promise you that i i can't do any art at all haven't you done watercolors or something i'm sure i've seen instagram stories of yeah, I did you painted carrots or something carrots yeah best carrots ever yeah, so you down, you you know, you, you talk yourself down there. No, no, really though, I'm not very good at at, that, at anything like that. And I tried to do that. I did the carrots, and I was so happy with the carrots that I tried to do a narwhal, and that came out. <laughs> well, because really a narwhal has got almost got a carrot on it, hasn't it? Like, it's just... <laughs> well, it was just the next video in the like you know little video tutorial of like watercolor painting, and I thought, oh. oh yeah, okay, I'll try the narwhal. And then it was like, get your stencil out. And I was like, mm, I don't have a stencil. I'll just freehand this. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never saw the narwhal pop up on Instagram, so that kind of because it didn't work out. <laughs> I'm not very good at drawing. I don't think. I mean, I do draw little cartoons, but yeah. they're. I mean, they're, they're passable in terms of, like, you know what they are when you see them, but the onus is on the hopefully amusing aspect of it rather yeah. than the technical ability of, of me. But that adds to the comedy a little bit, doesn't it? If you if you drew an absolutely perfect picture with beautiful eyebrows and eyelashes and were super detailed, it wouldn't. I think it would take away from the comedy of the picture. I think so, yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, no one ever maybe. says that the Mona Lisa's funny, do they? So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, I don't know what's so good about the Mona Lisa, really, but I'm sure it's fine. But I think it's just because he got stuck on her lips for 10 years or whatever. It sounds to me like he just had a problem with decision-making. <laughs> that's what you told that that's a great painting. And I just I think, is it? Is it? I don't know. Have you I'm seen it? I'm sure it is, but not in real life, no. Have you seen it in real life? Yeah, I went to the Louvre, yeah. Isn't it like behind like loads of panes of glass and like hundreds of tourists continually always in front of it and stuff so many tourists and they're constantly shouting no pictures no pictures like over the heads of these like hundreds of tourists and then there's constantly pictures just going off constantly and selfies and things and i was just like i just want to get out of here now please because with being kind of short as well i don't really like crowds like tight crowds because Mm. All I see are, you know, shoulders and chests, and it's quite suffocating, to be honest. You don't see on Andrew's shoulders or something, like at a concert. Yeah, exactly. I need someone to pick me up. No crowd surfing. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad painting, by the way. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> this can't be like me has just said he can't really draw very well, saying the Mona Lisa's crap. But like, <laughs> what I mean is, like, I don't know, like, it automatically it affects your expectations of something. Yeah. Like, if you're told, oh, you're going to go and see a masterpiece... Then yeah. you know your reaction is either going to be with it, or <laughs> or you're just going to go all in and say, but I don't know, I yeah. don't, I don't know what I'm on about. But I, yeah, I don't know. I prefer like things that are too famous tend to just like you're saying, just be full of crowds and overdone. And you you've probably seen the picture a million times online anyway, mm-hmm. if it's a really famous painting. So I think it is better just to find ones that aren't as famous i'm not saying that maybe if you were an art enthusiast they would be just as famous i don't know but if you're not an art enthusiast maybe they're not quite as famous to like the wider public and enjoy those <laughs> yeah it sounds like you're explaining where i am on the comedy circuit <laughs> <laughs> what about asking if you can sing no you can't sing you don't want me to sing okay so i was thinking that if i wrote a theme tune for us to sing along <laughs> to you wouldn't you wouldn't be up for that. Not unless your idea is to ha- make the worst song ever. <laughs> well, you know, you play with the cards you've been dealt. 
No, it's actually something that I'm, I'm not self-conscious as in like, I don't want to do it, but like it's quite, it's very common in yoga and yoga classes to chant. So they, I don't know how many yoga classes you've been to and is in like a wide range, but a lot of styles will bring chanting into it. And even just a class that you might have like at a studio in the middle of the day might pop in a bit of chanting at the end, you know, because that's very, well, I think the, the kind of touch into the, the, the Hindi or Hindu kind of side of it. So yoga does kind of stem from that. So I think that kind of links back to specifically that uh, style, but it's not necessarily religious, but some chanting can be. So I tend not to do any chanting anyway. It's not something that I, I add very much into my classes. I think it puts a lot of people off, to be honest. I'm not saying that it doesn't have a place and that it's bad or anything like that. I absolutely, <laughs> I, I love it. But I just know yeah. that it does put a lot of people off coming back. And I'm not trying to appeal to the masses or anything weird like that. But I actually don't like chanting because I cannot hold a tune. And people always say like, oh, don't worry about it. And you're right. If I'm in a class with 20 other people and the teacher starts chanting, sure, I'll join in. I don't care. I don't care what it sounds like. But if I'm leading the chant, mm -mm. (laughs) it's not going to (laughs) work. Like getting up at karaoke or something. Exactly. It's like, no, this isn't. Nope, nope, nope. So, yeah, so I don't. I tend not to do very much chanting, and I'm sure that there'll be some teacher out there somewhere that'll be like, "Oh, no yoga with chanting," and I do apologize, but I just, I just can't. I can't bring myself to try and lead the chanting when I just sound so bad. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, no, okay. no music. <laughs> I would find that pretty off-putting. I think chanting. Like, yeah. I'd feel like I'd have to join in and I'd just go. It's like church again. I'd just be like. Mm. <laughs> moving my lips a little bit i'm not putting any effort into it you know i'm just like yeah. paying literally lip service to it you know but <laughs> but you enjoy chanting when when yeah. you in oh, the yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah i wouldn't mind a bit would you get out of that then i mean what's the what's the logic behind well even just something as simple as like arm is just it's just like resonating you know it's supposed to be the pitch and stuff is supposed to be very connecting and resonating and then the actual like word or whatever is supposed to connect you with your higher self and you know the idea is that when you do it over and over and over again you start to you know change your mindset a little bit and well they talk about in you know when they have scanned brains of people who have been like meditating for a really long time or like you know monks that have been in ice not necessarily isolation from other people but from other from the world is what i mean <laughs> like you know isolation is in like small enclosed little monk communities if you will mm-hmm. and they you know meditate a lot and stuff and they've you know they've they've done tests and they've scanned brains and they have different slightly different uh wavelengths and stuff when they're in their meditation and i think the idea of certain chants is that you can kind of try and get that a little bit quicker maybe but it also it's something to focus on so mm-hmm. even if you don't like making noise with your throat if you were to constantly think that chant over and over and over and over again, almost like like you're saying, it's very similar to prayer, isn't it? The idea is that you're not your brain isn't thinking about something else because it has to think about that. There's no, there's no, it's very hard to think about two things at the same time. It's like having a mantra meditating, mm. I suppose, isn't it? But which I yeah. haven't really, I don't really do that style very often. But I have yeah. done a couple of guided meditations with koans, mm. and they're, I guess, similar. I feel more comfortable with a koan than with a mantra. And how do you feel they differ? Well, okay. Well, how are you being more of a expert in this? Um, no? Shaking I'm not going to answer there. for you. 
<laughs> well, okay. Well, why don't you tell me what you consider a mantra to be, and I'll tell you why I think a koan differs from it, if it does. Okay. I think a mantra is basically what I just said. I think that it's kind of like something that gives you some focus, but then also is supposed to be something a little bit spiritual. So maybe it's in a language that you don't speak. So it ends up being maybe connecting you to a different level or something like that. Quite a few people actually believe that Sanskrit and Hebrew are like holy languages. So they react differently in the body. I mean, I don't know what kind of science is behind that, but I think like, so there's multiple levels of where the mantra comes in, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, a, it's a phrase or it's a word or something to so folk, but you wouldn't necessarily understand what it meant. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can, you you will you normally get your mantra with a translation, in a sense. Like you'll know what it means, but you won't use the English. You would use the whatever language you're using. You know, usually Sanskrit. Right. Okay. I get a koan is from my small dealings with it. Mm. They're phrases that are passed down. I think from Zen, the Zen tradition. Okay. And they are used kind of as mantras. So you would just do your whole meditation session repeating the phrase in your head. Mm. They're not supposed to be riddles, I don't think. But they're mm. not they they have they kind of feel like they are. Like the the famous the most famous koan is what's the sound of one hand clapping? Oh, okay. And there's another one like the the world is a grey pearl or something like that. And would you say that these, would you say that you try to think about them or that you just say them in your mind over and over again? I don't know. I don't think they have like real answers you can think about because they're quite abstract. They're supposed to help you sort of become awakened, but I think they've tried and tested these, I think. I don't think they're just like, (laughs) today we're just going to say this. Like there's been trial and error, (laughs) I imagine. They've probably said some absolutely useless ones over the years as well. Like... (laughs) I don't know what, there's anything nonsense, like something about rugby or something. They've probably tried loads <laughs> of stuff and it's not worked. But the ones that stick are the one hand clapping, mm. the pearl one, it's mm. not great, but it's something like that, you mm. know, they have a feel to them. It kind of reminds me of art because you're not necessarily trying to do anything with it. You're just trying to see how it makes you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. exactly the oh, good. That'll tie into some of that rubbish we were talking about <laughs> earlier on. I think that is kind of what it is so yeah there's and i feel like i'm more comfortable using the, i don't know maybe it sounds more snobbish to say oh i'd rather use a koan than a useless mantra that means nothing <laughs> <laughs> well i think mantras end up being more finite in in my mind i kind of imagine like when i've with the mantras that i've used like so hum is very like i am i am I am. There's no if to it. There's no if statement. (laughs) It is just, they're just facts, you know, they're just kind of like, you know, trying to connect yourself to maybe your higher self or, you know, that kind of thing. But it's not, I like that. I think that's more contemplative, but not necessarily forced, you know, not necessarily you sit down to think about it. But yeah, it's it's a bit more open-ended. I like that. That's good. There must be a massive overlap between yeah, yeah, I'm sure there will be. Well, there'll be two different things. Because, like you're saying, I mean, you're saying yours is Zen, so that's more at the very least um, Oriental, Far East. So we're thinking maybe Japan, but maybe not that far. I'm not 100. percent But you know, it would be at least that kind of that kind of style. Whereas if you pull back to mantras, that's coming back towards India and that area of the globe, because obviously that would be more Hindi and Buddhist related. Whereas Buddhism didn't get to 
Japan in that area for quite, you know, there, there's a gap oh, if okay. you go back that far. So I would assume they're more separate, but similar because things like this do tend to get similar. You know, religions have a lot of interlinking similarities between them. If you go down to like core beliefs and, you know, that kind of thing. Like most religions will believe that you shouldn't kill people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty, pretty standard stuff. <laughs> Unless they're of the other religion, of course. <laughs> I'm being facetious. I know. Yeah. I think it's, it's one bright pearl, that's it, not a grey one. <sighs> bright one bright pearl. Oh, what does that mean about your psychology? If you go bright pearl to grey pearl, that's quite different, isn't it? <laughs> mm, it says I'm boring. It? <laughs> Everything's grey. Or well, maybe everything's grey because I I never because I'm very ambivalent not ambivalent I'm very agnostic about a lot of things because I always go. I'm like it's not black and white it's grey I'm often saying that <laughs> it's just different shades of grey that's when I feel sometimes it's dark grey and sometimes it's light grey don't uh, it means I sit on the fence too much I might try that I what a Cohen mm. yeah go, give it a go um, do what you want I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> What was your coursework on? Was this the hard one that you just handed in? Yeah, yeah. So I, I submitted it last night, four minutes before the deadline, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> so yeah, I um, this one was on our nearest radio galaxy, so our nearest active galactic nucleus galaxy. Did you say radio galaxy? Yeah, radio galaxy with an active black hole. So it's like shooting matter out, and it's called Centaurus A. And uh, yeah, it was just a bit of research on that and then um, analyzing the observations in multiple wavelengths. So not just optical, but the UV, far infrared, near infrared, X-rays and radios. And then for each of those, trying to calculate the actual size of the features that we see. So taking the pixels, knowing how big the viewing angle is, so the field of view of the image gives you like arc seconds on the sky. And then you can use that to calculate how big that is in real life, so in parsecs. So like if you were actually be there, how big would it be? It would be this big. Yeah. And then write about it. <laughs> I'm always really I'm always really hesitant when they say that because they're like, oh, describe what you see. I'm like, I feel like I'm writing some sort of like alt text for a picture or something. Uh, it's a white background with a dark, <laughs> lobe-like shape and, you know, a little tail. I don't know. <laughs> like what what am i saying (laughs) (laughs) did they not have answers for this or were they just is it that sounds like it's interpretation rather than actually indeed yeah okay yeah and even the even um the like morphology so like you know i don't know if you've ever heard of like the hubble tuning fork diagram but they they decide like so you have your spiral galaxies everybody knows spiral galaxies because the milky way is a spiral galaxy and then you have like irregular galaxies, which is kind of blob, usually quite small. Uh, then you have like elliptical galaxies, which are as the name implies. And then this one specifically is between an elliptical and a lenticular galaxy. So the, even they can't even decide on what they want it to be. So it's a bit, it's very interpretational. If you, that's a word, it's a word now. If it isn't, <laughs> basically the accretion disk around the black hole. Uh, as the matter falls into it, or as the matter turns to, it turns to light and then falls in. It it ends up putting off a lot of energy. So they the gravitational energy is really strong and it shoots energy out. And you can see that in X rays and radio waves. Mm. Well, I think that radio waves might be 
kind of as it's dispersing. But either way, you can see it as like jets or plumes coming out uh, perpendicular to the disk. And there's there, there, the nearest one is Centaurus A, and that's still... Oh, how far away did we decide it was? 3.38 yeah, megaparsecs. <laughs> so good day trip for your great, 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 yeah, great, 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 great. they're still here. Mm. You have to build that um, generational ship now and get it off. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I don't know how good that sounds on a, like listening to it oh, in no, some yeah. ways. You know what I mean? Like, anything like that. That's why I don't talk about what I do, because it, if you don't really know it, it's not actually very interesting. <laughs> it's interesting if you're doing it, but it's not something you can talk about. You don't have, like, a fellow astrologers that you... Astronomers... Like Brian Cox or something. <laughs> yeah, you don't, like, have banter with people on your course or something about it. or I know it's, like, a well, we distance just... course anyway, isn't it? But Yeah, it's, it's a bit different because it is a distance learning course, but we do have, like, a discussion forum area that a lot of people tend to use and ask questions and there is a little bit of, of back and forth and banter and discussion but to be honest because it is a university course I feel like a lot of people are going down that route similar to what we were saying with the with the art that you're just trying to learn what you need to learn so that you can do your coursework so that you can mm. pass your degree <laughs> you know I feel like in terms of like actually discussing how what your opinion is it, it's almost non-existent to be honest <laughs> i'm sorry I, I, I'm, I'm not your intellectual equivalent on this so i can't like, oh it's a very niche topic to be honest yeah. it's pretty niche but it makes me worried that because whenever you're really interested in something like i don't know i love bob dylan but if i talk to someone that doesn't care about bob dylan i'm a very very boring man yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you know i always feel like <clears throat> me talking about bob dylan and being very happy to talk to someone about Bob Dylan and being very enthusiastic about it and then mm. not being interested is often how I feel when people talk to me about their wedding. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you might be excited about it, <laughs> but you're making me spend £100 to come down there and, you know, not work because it's a weekend. Oh, dear. Are you married? No. Although the roofer keeps referring to us as husband and wife. <laughs> like, when he was doing some work recently he was speaking with claire because i don't listen to information so yeah. she has to talk to him about the actual what's what you're doing because i'll yeah. just go oh it's things you can do it <laughs> <laughs> it's like when people give me directions i i cut if someone gives me more than two directions no nah. left right left nope stop there that's it if <laughs> you go to three different directions then i will just not i'll just stop listening then this is going to show up in your yoga practice are you going to turn up on the mat and be like right left foot back right arm forward and then lean back but you're not going to lean back because you stopped listening after yeah. two directions pretty well actually no because i would have been doing the I would have been carrying out the first instruction. Oh, so okay. Okay. So each one is new. Yeah. On a rolling okay. basis, I can do more than two, but yeah. <laughs> oh, so Ruth was like, I was downstairs watching cricket or something. And, yeah. and and he was just like, oh, is your wife want to come down? And Oh, right. When she was speaking to him, he was saying like, oh, what does your husband think? And oh. the first time he said that, she just laughed in his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that like sometimes people don't 
give you as much respect for your relationship when you're not married and you can't say mus- husband and wife. But that's usually outside the relationship, not inside the relationship. <laughs> but we, we, we don't want to get married anyway. I think this is something we've discussed before, though, because I remember telling you that you should get married if you want to financially be secure. I don't think marriage is a romantic thing, to be perfectly honest. I think you should only do it if you want that security financially. And Well, you're, in your case, a um, green card. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a citizen now. <laughs> yeah, I know that. But <laughs> it was way into that. <laughs> no, yeah, we did have to get married, which yeah. is why we got married when I was 19. We've got to go in a minute, haven't we? Yes, yeah, I yeah, do need to go really anyway, go. but yeah. I didn't want it to cut off while we're mid-recording. Anyway. No, 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 we should go now, I suppose. But, okay, uh, then. Okay. Great. It's, it's been nice talking to you. Yeah, I think that was a good chat. It was good. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe. That's what they say, don't they? People that have podcasts, that's what they always say. Share, like, subscribe, big free, press that button, all that stuff. Stuff that people like me say, I guess. Right. Follow me on social media if you want. I'm on Twitter at Peter underscore Brush or Instagram at Peter Brush underscore. You can follow Kayla on social media as well. She's on Instagram at Kayla McCormack Yoga or on Twitter at Kayla McCormack 5. If you are worried about spellings, check our show description and you will find the correct letters in the right order. Uh, we'll see you next time, hopefully. I mean, that's kind of up to you. I mean, we'll be here, but, you know, if you want to join, then you're very welcome, as always. Have a good rest of your... What are you doing with yourself today? Maybe going to bed? I don't know, in which case, uh, sweet dreams. Um, Yeah, let's just call this a day.